Hail and hello, everyone. Welcome to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, a Midgard Musings production. Join me, Jesse, your host, as we discuss random heathen-related topics and various other things in an attempt to find where, if any, heathen worldviews can be applied. You can support this podcast by clicking on the Linktree link in the description or show notes. You can also follow me on all of my social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and become a patron on Patreon. Join me every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on all major podcast streaming platforms, including Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many, many. If you wish to have your voice heard on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, you can dial in to 615-671-9832. Thank you all once again for listening to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. Enjoy and hail to you all. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hail and welcome, everyone, back to the Random Heathen uh, Ramblings podcast. And uh, another week down for us um hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with heron oshi over at the the weirding way Mythmaker productions all that fun stuff really awesome guy had a great time on that uh on that episode got another guest lined up today um an old friend he's been on this podcast a couple of times uh well he's been let's see if he's been on the podcast more than once but he's definitely been featured uh on on Midgard Musings more than once. He's been on the podcast at least one time. And uh used to pop in for like random live streams and stuff on the on the YouTube channel. And he's got a really uh neat outlook on things. He's uh he 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 practices a bit of like occult type beliefs, but he uh it's it's heavily rooted in like Enochian keys and Enochian magic or whatever. So I, I always referred to him as my Enochian brother. Uh, and he is a brother to me. He is, although not pagan or heathen, he is definitely someone who I would consider kin, you know, or kith as, a, as an extension of the the kin circle. Um, and he has been he's been to every one of my uh, hosted Yule events that our tribe holds. So he is like a an honorary, you know, tribal member. He has he has contributed to said rituals um, over over the years. Um, we've spoken many many a word over the horn as it were right we've uh we've exchanged a lot of wisdom and weird tied a lot of weird with each other and exchanged um the not the gift of knowledge in that way so you know sometimes i remember uh some evenings where i would sit with him and he would uh we we would just be talking and then you know the hours go by and you 
uh, lose track of time. <clears throat> so Richard McCune is his name. You've, like I said, been uh, been uh, introduced to him at least once before if you're uh, following the podcast. And if you're not yet following my podcast, what are you doing? Give that follow button a smash. Give that like button a smash. You know, uh, interact with the uh, with the platforms, however it is that you capture this this podcast, whether you listen to it or watch it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the YouTube channel here, um, wherever, however. Um, I think I'm being distributed on every known platform that I can think of. I know I'm on iHeartRadio, Pandora, um, Amazon Music even, <laughs> believe that, believe that or not. Um, so yeah, you guys, um, whatever, however you're uh, capturing the, the podcasts, why don't you let me know down in the comments or over in the show notes. Let me know where you're listening to me from. And if you do want to have your voice heard on the Random Heathen Ramblers podcast, like I tell you in the intro every day uh, or every time this gets aired, you can always call into that hotline. The number's always uh, active. You can just call 615-671-9832, leave a voicemail. Um, and if you're just, you know, a little bit shy and you don't want your voice heard, um, or, you know, if you do call and you just want to remain anonymous, you can say, don't say my name and I won't. Uh, but if you are more of the the written uh, word uh, type of person and you'd rather send an email in, you can always do that too. Midgard Musings TN at gmail.com. So, yeah, yeah. Another long, hot, uh, muggy summer week here in, uh, in, in the hot state of Tennessee. And it's pretty much been like that for for a while now i don't think we're going to see any reprieve um but yeah nothing else really much going on uh over here on my end no major things to report on as it were there's a uh, you know the the middle tennessee heathens meetup which is happening here in murfreesboro this saturday be sure to if you're uh interested in coming out check out uh the facebook event which is going to be um down in the description and show notes of the podcast it's it's going to be at the um mcallister's deli on medical center parkway in murfreesboro tennessee come by uh starting around noon grab yourself a sandwich bowl of soup salad what have you whatever suits your fancy come out say hi hang out with us for a bit um yeah let's go ahead and welcome uh richard in. we're going to be lighting our incense soon as he joins us and uh the topic of today's discussion is going to be a story that he has to tell of an experience that he had um, of the near-death kind. He had quite an uh, interesting thing happen to him last year, quite a, quite a scary thing happened to him last year. Um, pulled through uh, amazingly well. He's back to his old self, as it were, but maybe not quite his old self. I think things like uh, near-death experiences. Um, can really change a man, change a person. So yes, we will be talking about his uh, NDE. Uh, so if that bothers you, or if that's not your thing, then now's your chance to to tune away. But I hope you listen, and I hope you uh, stay, uh, you know, a part of this whole thing because I think I think we have a, a pretty fun uh, episode lined up. Just the way the discussion uh, can go with it. So uh, without further ado, let's welcome in Richard McCune. All right, now here we are back again with uh, 
Yes. The dick, the big dick over here. And then that's, the that's, not a, that's not a, that's not an attempt to try to um, stroke your ego or anything else for that matter. It's just, your no. name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, Richard McCune's back here um, as you can tell. And uh, yeah, I think we got a pretty, pretty neat uh, podcast lined up for us today. While, while we get into it, I've got, you know, the, the incense thing here that I'm going to just, fire up but um i was telling everybody before uh richard that your uh you know for those that are like new right that haven't uh seen you before or known you before the other podcasts uh what's your what's your uh what's your deal man like what's your background i, I said i said an occultist kind of but anokian and I don't yeah know, like it's hard to really hard to really like i guess come up with a name for it so what would you what would you call it um i'm okay with uh, the enochian thing um because i do practice some enochian magic but mm-hmm. i i personally I, I like to pull from a lot a, a few different things um so um if, if some of my views sound maybe sound a little christian if my views sound a little satanic uh, if my you know it's because i or um or kind of magical, kind of woo-woo, using crystals, yeah. you know. Um, it's because I, I tend to pull and make my own belief system ideas and, and so on and so forth. you got your hands in all so, kinds of different pots, I guess, right? <laughs> many, many toes and many different waters. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, but I, you know, I've, I've said, uh, I said to, I've said to you and I've said to other people before, you know, like, uh, the religion or the what, how we I guess manifest our spirituality our religious beliefs whatever uh, matters very little when it comes down to like true friendship you know because exactly you know you and I have shared a lot of uh, thoughts and ideas and, and just you know general I think good wisdom you know wholesome ideas and stuff and we've sat and we've had conversations mm-hmm. that have lasted hours without us even yeah realizing that it's taken that you know time flies by so yeah um and we're at a point where uh, you've um uh, you've accepted me into your tribe uh, and we look at each other as as brothers um right. and um and and you've said before and, and i think you've even done podcasts on it uh where you, you don't throw that you don't throw that brother right uh thing around to just everybody you know no so. yeah indeed I, yeah. I i mentioned it a little bit in the the uh um kind of like the intro parts of this uh episode here today is you know all of the events that you like there almost every yule i think well pretty yeah every every yule event that yeah. uh, we've hosted here like you've been a part of and you've you know you've been a part of those uh rituals and then other rituals too you know where we've um Mm -hmm. you know beyond brotherhood like you you're like that honorary tribal member you know always welcome around the the hearth fire and and to participate in our our things because of the contributions you know the exchange of that gift of wisdom gift of knowledge the gift of experience you know all the things that you can't really like pick up and hold as a gifted item but nonetheless they they are gifts i feel yeah you know exactly 
So yeah, you're absolutely yeah. brother to me, man. And uh, yeah, I appreciate we, it. Yeah, we uh, we had a we had a wild thing happen to you, um, not too yeah. long ago, a little almost a year ago now. Believe it or not, how fast that right. time flew by. Yeah. But um, I so I, I gave the people a little bit of a a hint, other except that uh, or to the extent that I said, you know, he had an experience of the near death variety. Yeah. You know? So I kind of gave people that warning. It's like, hey, if stuff like this, you know, triggers you or, or makes you uncomfortable, like turn away now because this is, it's going to be one of those podcasts, right? We're going to be talking yeah. about stuff like that. Um, but uh, I, I have really nothing else to lead up to to introduce it. So I guess why don't you just kind of start from the beginning and go however, where, wherever it goes, man, however yeah. far down uh, the rabbit hole you want to go. Um, I'll just tell the whole thing, um, front to back, um, and yeah, front, (laughs) back, side to side. I, so my wife and I took a small vacation to Wilmington, North Carolina, um, around November, um, to, you know, we did because we love the beach. We love the beach, even no matter what time of the year. Uh, it's the the water, the 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 ocean, the the sounds. Uh, it's just it's very comforting. Uh, so we would we go there. We have a good time. We have friends hang out, and then we like to take a stop by the beach and just kind of sit there and just listen to, listen to the water. It's very very soothing and relaxing and um well one of our trips there uh we went out with some friends and i ate and drank and uh we got there friday and then uh the next day i started feeling like a little bit uncomfortable uh like uh like a the feeling you get when you have an upset stomach you know um like you might get a little bit of food poisoning, like a little sick to your stomach. And um, my later on that night, that Saturday night, I was feeling like butt. And uh, my wife decided and her friend decided to go and have dinner and everything. Well, I sat at home and watched hallmark movies on the tv that i didn't know how to change the channel to oh, so man. i'm stuck you, there had, to be, you had to have been really sick so, if you were watching hallmark movies yeah yeah <laughs> that's and, uh, I, this is it i i, I may i i'm here this is it this is what i'm man i can't believe you survived such a, a near-death experience of watching hallmark movies man <laughs> yeah. i think it was like three to five hours that's what it felt like oh, man but I was feeling so bad. Like it could have been just two hours, but um, anyway, it was just bad enough. And so my wife, bless her heart. She, she loves homework movies, especially around my Christmas too. time. Oh, uh, my too. So, yeah. Uh, Lifetime original movies and the Hallmark channel, man. It's like, it's the same regurgitated storylines every year, but she loves them. And you know, Hey, whatever, yeah. you know, <laughs> Uh, so I'm sitting there watching and my stomach's churning and feeling awful and everything. And then, uh, Sunday we decided to leave and, um, 
we came back and then uh and then I was feeling the same way for you know a few days and just getting progressively slowly getting progressively worse fast forward to Friday I'm my stomach is bloated look like I'm nine months pregnant and I'm throwing up and I'm like this is bad so we're like let's go to the uh uh those urgent care type places you know and you know and maybe they can kind of do a ct scan or we get there they wouldn't do a ct scan they took blood work but it, it nothing came up suspicious to where uh they were like oh you have to go to the er um but then again here i am um look, looking like i'm nine months pregnant um i didn't have any pain um associated like you would have with rupturing your appendix so i didn't have any pain on your right side or anything like that um uh but uh, i had a little bit of pain like in the middle but it wasn't like bent over in pain kind of a feeling it was just more like a discomfort and so the doctor comes in, looks at me, feels around, and, you know, well, he's, he is definitely bloated, but I think he just needs to fart it out. That's ex- his exact words were, I think you just need to sit on your husband, and he'll just fart it out. Wow. And, hey, man, I could have done that, man. And uh, <laughs> I don't have a doctorate degree. I, have, I, don't, even have a, I don't even have an associate's degree. I could have told you that. Yeah, just sit on him and let him fart it out. <laughs> right Damn. like that was advice from from a from a physician you know didn't even say i should go to the the, the er or anything um so we were left very suspicious like eh, we don't buy that and um so she took me to one of those hydration places because i was sweating i was kind of um in and out and you know maybe like hydrating would help me a little bit and um so we went there and one of the nurses on staff was like he doesn't look good i think he needs to go to the hospital and shortly after that we we went to the the er and um they take me back to the ct scan in the middle of the ct scan i'm like vomiting and everything and vomiting like on the way back it was getting progressively worse and the the surgeon came in and was like well we're going to perform emergency surgery we think there might be like a blockage or something like that uh needless to say they opened me up and they noticed i was septic and so they lifelighted me to vanderbilt hospital which is if anyone in nashville that's like the best hospital the best oh, yeah. care yeah and, now wait um, now so you they 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 you went back for the scan you're vomiting on the way back to the to to get scanned mm-hmm. um they did they get the results of your scan to determine we need to cut you open or was that just like a we think we know yeah. what's going on it's best for yeah us to just skip they, that part like yeah it was very it was very evident that um he's there's really something going on. They took a good look at the CT scan. They, they noticed like a lot of bowel type stuff going on. So um, they cut me open and then 
when they cut me open, they realized that um, I was septic. So they, I guess they washed me out and then they lifelighted me to Vanderbilt. I guess that's a part of this. From what I remember, I, I, I the only thing I remember out of this is uh, yeah, I mean you weren't conscious. I, I, I was unconscious. <laughs> the 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 last conscious thought uh, I could hear was the um uh was the uh the helicopter blades going, and then I passed out again. And then a week later, I woke up, and um everything was explained to me. What I've gone through, uh, my appendix had ruptured. Um, the reason why you didn't feel anything or have any pain associated was because your appendix was not where it would normally be for for somebody. Um, they said it was actually in the middle and cushioned behind something. So I didn't have any pain or anything. Uh, so that they. So I, I would not have known. And the only reason I was even concerned was because why am I feel like I'm going to pass out at any moment? And, and my body, I was in shock. I was in septic shock. So my body yeah. was shutting down. And yeah. those feelings coupled with being looking like I was nine months pregnant. Yeah, like I said, it was all that, all that bowel. I, I was full, you know, I was full septic. They, um, they had to do three surgeries apparently um, to uh, to repair everything. One of the surgeries involved being a, what they call a bowel resection, which means uh, I, I lost 19 inches of uh, intestine. Um, which so, which intestine? The, lo- the longer, the long, inte- the large intestine, the long intestine. Yeah, that one, Jesse. <laughs> that, that 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 one. <laughs> you pay attention and, and you know science class. You watch a bit, watch Bill Knight. So the large it's all intestine? it's all your. Inte- I don't know. Uh, okay, maybe uh, this we had. I don't know that part, um, but uh, they just took about a foot and a half away. That's all you know. <laughs> yeah, almost two feet, and um, so uh, you know, I had a big open wound and everything, and. Um, it wasn't a staple everything shut kind of a procedure yeah um they had to put you on a a thing called a wound vac and the this wound vac is what starts closing everything up they stuff you with a bunch of foam and and then they turn on the machine and it sucks it everything in and then um there's a I think that flu, flu, fluid to flow through, so you can. Is that, you uh, said they they stuffed you with foam. Yeah, like, they feel like a uh, feeling the scar, like, like a build a bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, they stuffed you with foam. Just shove it up your ass and then just you know shake yeah, it around they, a little bit. Fill it off. <laughs> I watched them. I watched them do it. Like uh, the first time they did oh, it, yeah. I was I was high as high as hell <laughs> on uh, on Dilaudid, and um, oh, that'll do it. And, and then they had to, they were cutting foam and everything and just kind of stuffing me in like a little teddy bear. And, and then there, and then they had this cord that they attached to the machine and apparently it, it helps fluid drainage and stuff like that. And just gross and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they were like, 
okay, Richard, uh, we're going to turn it on. And I was like, okay. And before I could finish saying, okay, they turned it on and it, and, and you, you feel like your soul was coming out of your body oh, and, wow. and it, it was very painful. And that, that was three times a week, um, while I was in the hospital. And then by the time I left the hospital, um, near close to Christmas. Um, so all in all, I was in the hospital from November 19th until, uh, December, like a week or so before Christmas, Mm -hmm. something like that. So damn near a month. Yeah. Right out a month or so. Cause I, I opted to do uh, physical therapy and stuff like that. I lost a bunch of weight. When I went in, I was around 2.30. Um, when I came out of the hospital, when I woke up, I was around 188. And, um, about and I think right when now. I, and uh, when I left the hospital, I was around 190 or so. Um, and I was on this wound back until February of this year. Um, until about the end of February. And so I was on the wound vac thing for about three months. Damn. Yeah. And, um, and the going to physical therapy, they would, they would change my wound vac there. I had to, um, get, learn to get my balance right, you know, and, um, sure. uh, get some muscles working again. And, um, I couldn't do any ab or anything. I couldn't do anything to gauge your abs because the scar is literally running from just below my sternum to um, just about the groin area. Mm-hmm. So it's like all the way down your, your belly and everything. Man, and you, you basically were like, you got dissected in a way. Just yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Just pretty much. Damn. Um, so, damn, that's scary enough i mean you know i'm I'm like reliving this whole experience just from hearing you talk about it because um i i vividly remember obviously where where i was when uh when your wife uh let us know because we were in north carolina too yeah um at the time and so you know i think you guys were out there the week before we were and so like we had uh we my wife and i had gone out to visit friends and family in, in north carolina and then I get yeah. this message saying that, uh, you know, you're in the hospital, um, you were septic, and there's an emergency uh, appendicitis, you know, they, they, they're removing your appendix. And I was like, holy shit, you know, and yeah. just kind of listening and following along with the progress of stuff. It was like, this was bad. Like, it, yeah. was, it was, it was bad. And, and, you know, knowing what the outcome could have been, you know, I was like freaking out, man. I'm like, here I am in North Carolina. I'm like, am I going to have to, you know, and not, not to get visceral, but I'm like, am I going to have to, am I going to come home and, and bury my friend, you know, like bury my brother? Like, that's kind of the shit that I was thinking about. I'm like, no fucking way. Like, no, that ain't happening, man. He's got to pull through this, you know? And uh, so, yeah, like reliving this, the emotions of it all right now for me is. Yeah. It was, it was, it was nuts. <laughs> it was. And, um, not to not to downplay. I mean, you're the you're the one no. who went through it. So like, but it's a uh, it's really interesting. Um, and this is where I get I guess into the near death uh, 
yeah. experience type type of things. Um, you know, it's surprising. Um, you would think that some people would be traumatized in some sort of way coming out of it, being in the hospital that long and being in that in, in the hospital bed for over two weeks and uh, a, a week of your life is gone. Um, yeah, literally part of you yeah. has gone away. I mean, that, you know, up yeah. almost two feet of your intestine, you lost 45 pounds, <laughs> yeah. 50 pounds. I mean, just like crazy changes of your physical body, right? Yeah. Um, the hardest part of the whole experience um, was uh, I was on a lot of drugs. Um, I was on fentanyl, propofol, Michael Jackson mixture, basically, and all sorts of other stuff, being feeding tube. Um, um, what's that big uh, two they put? Um, I can't remember the name of it. Um, it's like a not a. It's like a tube that goes all the, all the way down your throat to and and um, you know they got to pull it out once they <laughs> once you're healed enough yeah. and you know that yeah um, yeah there's no there's no like there's no talking while I mean things like literally just shoved down your gullet pretty much yeah um and i was um tied to the i was restrained um during that two weeks in icu um because i had an open wound they didn't want my hands going near they didn't want to take that risk at all i don't blame them so i was restrained and and I remember like getting the nurse's attention. So you can't speak. Um, so they, there's a suction to help suction out, you know, stuff in the belly, like, like bile and fluid and stuff like that, you know? Um, well, I couldn't, I had trouble finding it a lot. And so I had to get their attention and try to get them to, get the thing to to suck everything out and so i would uh, this is going to be gross i would intentionally make myself throw up uh Mm -hmm. so they would come over and do what needed to be done you know um it, it, it sounds awful it's the worst ever um uh but then uh, coming off of those drugs um, was rough. Uh, I remember the first couple of days I was awake and a little bit more cognizant. Uh, sleeping was very hard. Um, I um, was having these weird dreams. I, I remember telling you the, about this. Um, um like you know um I, i'm asleep in, in that feeling of that sinking feeling mm-hmm. um yeah like where you're losing ground in a way and you're kind of like falling but or slipping and 
I was having dreams of being going down like a like a dirt tunnel. Um and I kept seeing different symbols. Some symbols I recognized, some I, I didn't so much. Some uh, symbols I, I recognized were from my real, my faiths that I've come across, and some symbols that came across from from yours, um, uh, especially. Uh, I definitely remember seeing Freya, Freya's symbol. Um, I definitely remember seeing. Uh, I think um, Odin. Um, and, but I also saw, I, I, I follow Astroth in, in, mm-hmm. in my, in my faith and I saw his symbol. Um, so, and so all these different things, that sinking feeling and that feeling that if I let myself go to sleep, that I'll just keep falling, mm-hmm. that I'll just keep going and never come back up. So I would force myself awake. And I don't know if it's the result of the drugs um, and being messed up that I had these dreams, but these dreams were very real, real to me. And um, this this is all while you're in the, in the uh, ICU or, or or recovering from the, like this is all during that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was after that first week. Um, so I guess, um, you know, that first week uh, I was completely out. So I was awake and cognizant. And the, the first couple of days after being awake, uh, awake and, and holding more cognizant every time the, the, the whole, the rest of the week was rough to, to sleep. Like, um, but the first couple of first couple of days, maybe first three days were like the worst because it was coming off of those really hard drugs and everything yeah. that I was on and all, and having those dreams, there were the same dream, like I swear, like two days in a row. And, um, then after that was just um um after that was just you know i hate hospitals so like i i would probably sleep you know a, a few hours and then wake up it was kind of normal for a little while at that point yeah. uh, but i wasn't having those dreams anymore but it was that first couple days um after uh recovering um, that uh, I was having all that, all those dreams I was just telling you about. Um, yeah. And I Good remember question. telling you. Hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's fine. I'll, I'll save it till later. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I remember um, those telling you those, those dreams and everything when it occurred and you said it matched up when it, uh, when you were visiting um, your friend JM. Yeah. In North yeah. Carolina. And yeah. Now that was like the timing of things were so, uh, I don't know, in, in, like very interesting the way things lined up, right? Because right before we went to North Carolina, I went on my shamanic journey 
with Dingo and Patrick and we did our, you know, ritual uh, out there in, in around Arve and, and it was a, it was an all night shamanic experience. And then, you know, literally less than a week later, I'm in North Carolina and finding out about your situation. And that's the weekend that I was at JM's, you know, mm -hmm. where we held a little ritual of our own, you know, where there was, you know, uh, time spent around the fire, there was drumming, there was, it was, it was, again, very, a very spiritual and very ritualistic experience coming off of the coattails of an intense, mind-altering, you know, uh, altered state of consciousness experience that I had the week before. So I'm literally, like, reeling from the after effects of that experience and still not quite back to my normal self you know what I mean like yeah I was I was still really not all here like mm -hmm. there were still I, I was still very new to like this human experience after having gone through something so so uh so yeah. jarring you know and then again to find out about all that and I was like I don't, you know I think in a way that that experience going on that journey and then being in North Carolina with JN and stuff I think everything included uh helped me to kind of process what was going on with you in a holistic way knowing and mm. understanding the severity of it but not like losing my absolute mind thinking about the the consequence or what could ultimately happen here like what are we facing right it was almost like i get it i understand it but i'm at I'm, i was like and it's weird to say because again i wasn't the one mm -hmm. experiencing but i was like at peace with it in a way you know, like, yeah, he's going to be okay. It's going to be rough, but, but having that moment, having that time and that experience really helped me to connect to the big, bigger picture. Uh, I don't know, relativity of, of, of life and, and our place in this universe and where we land and where we fall and just how mm -hmm. kind of just, it is what it is, right? Like, you know, yeah, whatever, whatever's to be is going to be, but I'll, I'm, I'm prepared for it either way. But I don't know, like just thinking back about that moment and having the memories of how I was feeling, still thinking about like, man, you know, this could happen. Like this is a possibility. Glad it didn't, of course. But yeah. you know, and I was wondering, like when you were talking about <clears throat> the the dreams and the the feelings of falling or slipping into this chasm or this tunnel or this, you know, how you described right. it as like this this dirt almost like a mine shaft I'm thinking of and like in ways that to describe it, like this just earth ridden. And, and the dream uh, to, to clarify a little bit more um, the, the, this dream I was having, it wasn't just a one thing and then it was over. Um, I would go back to sleep and then it would start up again. It was continuous, yeah. same thing for the entire night. I would keep waking up and I would be like, okay, I'm here. I, I, I'm breathing. All right. Then I'd fall, drift off, fall back asleep. It would start up, get this feeling. And then I would force myself awake. It was like this for two days. So I was wondering, like, did when you would come back, right? When you when you said you kind of like would force yourself back awake, was it was it an abrupt re-entry into the room and the space around you, or was or, or was it as much of a I'm going down this hole and now I'm coming back up this hole to get back to my conscious self. Was there it, a... it was it was immediate. It was abrupt. It was very abrupt. And it, but that feeling of going up the tunnel was that quick as well. 
So it's just mm-hmm. that whole just coming back up. Yeah. So do you think that the, because I know from, uh, you know, NDEs, you know, near-death experiences, they're, they're, they're very widely documented. Everybody has different recollections of what they would refer to as a an NDE. And and I know that this podcast is to talk about that. Do you do you do you think that the dreams after the initial results of like you know the dis, the stomach distension, the vomiting, being mm-hmm. in surgery, and then not remembering anything until you walk back up? Do you think that what you were experiencing was this drifting of your conscious self into death? Like, do you think that that's what those dreams were? or those visions or, or whatever you want to call them, do you think that that would be what, what you would refer to as a near death experience that it was like your body almost being like, it's time to go. And, and you're like, no, I'm not going to go. <laughs> that's, that's what it, that's what it, it really felt like to me. Um, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to, or anything, but like, it really, it really felt like that to me. Um People are going to be like, oh, I don't care what people think. <laughs> uh, I'm going to let my old man yeah, kind of come out here for a minute. But, like, I don't really care what pe- people who believe in it or don't believe in it. Um, I don't care what they think because um, they wouldn't. It's one of those things you just wouldn't know unless you're going through it yourself. Um, yeah. So... I'm just going to just be matter of fact about that. Um, yeah. um, you know, so it was very, uh, you know, um, I felt like I was leaving this place. My energy was going about going somewhere else and I could feel it. And I, I was not ready for it. Um, uh, I didn't like it. It wasn't, I, it just wasn't my time. And yeah. uh, so um, that's the really, my thoughts on it. Um, I, uh, I, 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 you know, I, I, after I've recovered and everything, I Googled <laughs> And don't ever do this. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dangerous like, rabbit um, holes. <laughs> yeah, um, I googled like what sepsis the survival rate. Um, it was under fifty percent. Like thirty percent of people who get sepsis live to tell about it. And um, so, and I. Maybe the reason why I survived is because I wasn't I wasn't older or anything. Because some of those statistics were for people who um, who are a little who are older yeah. and let it go. They usually don't make it. Um, you know, maybe age played into it. Um, I don't know, um, but um, I just knew it was not my time. And, and, um, not, I got a lot of things I needed that I wanted to accomplish. And, um, yeah. um, you know, I'd just been married at that point for about six months. Um, right. 
So yeah, man, what a hell of a way to, <laughs> you know, what a hell of a start <laughs> to your first year of marriage, man. You go ahead yeah. and, get, and you rupture your appendix, man. Look, yeah, if she I'm don't stick gonna... with you. If she don't stick with you for the rest of your life after going through that with you, then man, she then something's wrong, man. Because <laughs> uh, kudos exactly. to her for, for for being so strong and being there where they're at. You know, I love Charlie to death, and she's yeah. she's she's good for you, man. And and she's she's been the uh, an awesome uh, component to to the life of Richard, you know, and, and yeah. now your lives together, like yeah. What Thank a woman, you, man. Like what a, what a, what an incredible story. And, you know, you talk about like, you know, your physical age and whatnot being a factor, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Right. That you yeah. being a, um, a middle-aged somewhat healthy, mm-hmm. right. Guy, yeah. whatever. You're like, yeah, you, you're not decrepit, you know, you, you know, you, yeah. you're up with together. You had a healthy youth, are you active in your swimming and, and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. I also wonder if, um, because of the visions that you had and all that and the experiences and having some sort of, at least to some degrees, a subconscious understanding of what that was, right? You maybe, mm-hmm. maybe didn't have it like all mapped out or, or whatever in the moment, but at least having some sort of, again, subconscious realization of what it was because of your spirituality and your history and the practices that you've had over years because this Enochian thing right this isn't just like you woke up the other day and thought yeah this is what I want to be like this has been a part of your life for a while at least right yeah do you think that the like do you think that your not just your physical health but your spiritual health contributed to your survival and and not succumbing to that it's very well into the other yeah yeah um it's possible. Um, I mean, because I just think of it as like, why else would you think that I'm not ready for that yet? I have other things I need to do, and I'm not gonna slip into if this. I, um, oh. If I hadn't, if I hadn't seen the symbols I was seeing when I, when I was having this experience, um, I probably would have wrote it off as something just a weird dream. Um, you know, the effects of the drugs and whatever. but because i'm f- familiar with these symbols um i i knew that there was other things at, at play here um yeah. so um you know i firmly believe it you know yeah. i mean like i think yeah. i think that with the combination of your path and and then just having the experiences that we've had together and and like you know the talks that we've had the the conversations that we've held over many a horn of meat and and other libations and i was just that whole camaraderie the whole experience right it's almost like you know there was there was parts of all of that that Mm -hmm. whether you know it or not or whether you think about it or not almost in a way prepares you for something like this right mm-hmm. whether it's you know you know the the, the death or, or the or the illness of a loved one or whether it's your own uh mortality taking hold and and, and facing things like those are the foundations i think in the, in the building blocks for preparing oneself to deal with it right the mm-hmm. the, the unseen the unknown the the the, the thing beyond 
what we know is our mortal experience and, and, and what we see and, and hear and taste and touch and all that. Just um, you know, basic senses. The other reason why uh, I feel the other things were at play um, were the the timing of when you were there and doing your experience with uh, with JM, and also um, I have another friend who uh, I think I've talked about it on uh, before uh, about my Enochian magic a little bit um i had a person who started sort of a medium for me in the beginning um that would help me that would she would channel uh was or served as sort of a conduit um so the so the so they could speak through her and and everything and that takes a lot of energy and a lot of toll on someone um that that same person uh reached out while I was gone as well. So there were, there was you and then there was, uh, my friend, um, and, um, and of course everybody else that were in their thoughts, all that stuff played into it. Um, uh, a lot of energies being put out there, man, in, in this, you know, the universe, you want to call it the spirit realm. Like there was a lot of, yeah and like i've said before um i've said this before many times what you put out in the universe the universe will return in kind um that that is so true here um so yeah it's it's uh i don't know man like my and you know a lot of my own uh growth and spirit in, in in my spirituality that where i've grown and what i've become has has found its place in uh not so much like the unseen well not so much like the unseen in terms of like the gods right or or what you might consider like the divine or sacred beings it's found Mm -hmm. its place in the things that are seen like the earth and the and, and nature and things and realizing that there are spirits all around us they take form they take form of you know, a heron or an eagle or, or the rocks and the trees and the water and the, you know, the trails and the nature and stuff like there, there, there's literally a multitude of sentient beings like we are, but just in different form existing all around us and tapping into those, you know, like, like tapping into those uh, places and, and connecting, reconnecting back to those places has opened up such a, uh, a window for me and in, in realizing just where I, where I am in this big universe, as you say, the things that you put out, you get back. It's, it, it is, it, it doesn't make it so like it's vast and there's this void that like kind of blows your mind. We think just the, 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 the size of it all and, and us mm-hmm. in comparison as as beings, but at the same time, it's also like, but I am a part of this and I am able to influence this and this, and I can, mm-hmm manipulate things and make things happen because i've done it and i've seen it and it's happened it's so you know i don't know man it's like a, it's such a, mm-hmm. a wild thing to to know that you're not just you're not nobody here we're not nobody so yeah. we, we are we are powerful beings you know yeah yeah and we have the ability to do some really powerful shit <laughs> you know yeah yeah <laughs> uh 
and 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 being a part of that in in different ways you know uh exactly especially when it comes to like the mortality aspect of things you know like suffering loss um but seeing the life that still continues to exist despite that loss right i mean there 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 are more times than i can count on my hand um that my wife's brother who who we you know his his the anniversary of his passing was just last week mm -hmm. you know his physical body isn't present but he's still around like there if i because I, I can't count i can count on more times than I that I care to think about on how many times I, he's made himself manifest. You know, he has a daughter, our niece, that's a form of life that's tied to him, you know, so it's like just being aware of the the, the cycles, you know, um, yeah. seeing you rebound. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about, man, because <laughs> like you were saying, like an event like that could 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 severely and, and I'm sure has, you know, uh, traumatized people. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, you know, that's understandable, you know, to go through such a, a traumatic event of nearly dying and, and, and having part of your body literally ripped out of you and all this other kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, like, and, and, and here you are, man, like playing rock shows on stage <laughs> and, and, and living your best life. Right. Yeah. After surviving such a thing. I mean, that's, a, that's iconic, man. It's legendary. Uh, and thank, I mean that, like, it, it, <laughs> I look at that, I'm like, damn, like, what a, what a, what a, what an example to set, you know, like, not it, it's, something, go ahead. It's, yeah, it's, like, um, not... it's very uh, interesting um, that the amount of um, people who responded, because uh, I got to see all those messages, um, and people who followed um, on social media who cared, um, and something like something like this, you know, you learn who your friends are. Um, uh, I'm not going to say anything negative uh, about it, um, but you learn who your friends are, and you know who's close to you, um, and so this has given me a different perspective on uh, friendship and, you know, who to let in, who not to let in. Mm. Um, there's, you know, being in the music scene, um, being a, a, a musician, you know, there's people I, I, I held on a, on a pedestal, you know, for most, for most of the, most of this life you know and i don't have as much people i put on a pedestal anymore because i honestly do not need that and in my life you know um because those people i i've put on a pedestal for most of my life didn't bother to reach out and um and so, it, you know, it grounded me. And it's things in perspective, right? Mm hmm. And, um, 
and because of you learn who your friends are um it led me back into a band that i was not no longer involved in um i had moved on i had stepped away from it uh, i thought my time in the music scene was pretty much over um then my appendix thing happened and um when those people guys in the band reached out and everything and showed support um that changed my perspective you know those people i was putting on a pedestal that didn't care then the ones that i left thought i didn't care uh still cared um spoke volumes to me and then and when they reached out to me like hey man do you want to come jam that was a that was a fucking no-brainer in my opinion like yeah whatever happened was in the past you know let's do it and now rattle trap got to play our first show as a band at at exit m and checked off a bucket list item for me and um and it's so amazing um to sort of have this um come back if you will yeah um, a rebirth in a way you know and i'm not just saying just from 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 a from a music perspective but a, a life perspective like um i um uh, i i'm more into my faith as i thought um i'm not necessarily necessarily mean reading books or um or dancing around naked in a camp, campfire <laughs> um though though that well, I, is fun. i've run out i've run out of books to read so you know i gotta do something no i'm just kidding gotta do something <laughs> um <laughs> around uh, naked around the campfire is not as not you know don't 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 knock it till you try it kind of thing don't knock it till you try it yeah <laughs> um so you know i i'm more in tune with with my beliefs in my 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 faith yeah and my um being that i've ever have um i'm a little bit more driven um i I still like to be lazy because i I like to be lazy as fuck and don't (laughs) get me wrong but um but i'm very driven when i am involved in things and um 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 as a as a musician uh, i'm cranking out the guitar riffs left and right so uh well like uh, i say you know the the, there's so much of your like you say you know the the near-death experience like your life is your life and and part of your life is music you're a musician and i and i don't know too many people who are legitimate musicians who um would not would say that music is not a part of their life oh it's definitely uh Right. It's always been a part of my life, you know, um, whether I, it's sitting in the background or at the forefront. Um, yeah. uh, right now, it's it's at the forefront, you know. Yeah. Um, that you kind and, of went um, through those, those that that kind of like you went through that like roller coaster of uh, of experiences. Right. And the thing that kind of launched the rattle trap to to be what it is. Mm-hmm. You could almost look at it in a way it was like your near death was the near death that needed the thing to die and be reborn into what it is now. 
if you want to, yeah. I mean, that's how I look at things anyway. That's how I see it. It was like, there was a, there was a time that part of you was dying mm-hmm. and whatever part of you that was connected to the band and in any sort of way, and then what needed to die did. And now look what has happened because of it. Like there was this yeah. resurgence, this, uh, this revitalized approach to and, um, and you guys play exit in, man. Like that's nuts. That's, that's yeah. Great. And also um, the, my, everything that I did in the past um, is in the past now. And um, I don't mind talking about it. I used to get very nervous to talk about it. I used to be a, afraid of judgment or, or um, how people would feel about me because of my past. Um, I don't really give a shit about that anymore. Mm-hmm. um uh what's in the past is in the past and uh yeah. what i'm doing now is most important i have a beautiful lovely wife who um takes very good care of me and i take very good care of her i'm surrounded by some of the best friends possible i have a wonderful brother is you and um i i'm i'm full um mm-hmm. it's overflowing um so that's um, encouraging man that's 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 inspiring you know that's that's inspirational and um live your life to the fullest um you 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 know and if you run into a bump on the road take advantage of it you know and um you know don't look at the downside don't get depressed i'm not traumatic because of this experience i'm uh reborn because of this experience mm. yeah man i uh i think a lot of people that listen and watch this podcast will i think that i think this whole uh episode this this story that you shared with the world uh will resonate to a lot of people in a lot of different ways um you know everybody has a story and how that story gets told and when that story gets shared is up to the person. Uh, and, and it, it's all, it all ties into, I think, how we, uh, write our stories, how we tell our sagas, you know, I've like, I've almost in, in almost every episode, or at least in multiple mm-hmm. ways I've said that, you know, and it's not just me. I mean, I, I didn't coin this phrase. It's, it's come from a bunch of different sources, but we live in saga times. And the sagas that are being written now may not be that of a great king who led an army against, you know, oppositions or, or, or great heroes that slew monsters or all these sorts of things that were in the old sagas or some of these old tales and, 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 and folklore, but they are nonetheless great tales. You know, the yeah. story of, you know, the story of, of, of Richard who came back from, from death and, and, and saw ancient symbols in a, in a, in a great tunnel uh, where he was traveling through in, into darkness and he came back into consciousness, into life and, and went on to become a great scald among the people and, and, and sang and performed great songs in front of an audience and, and performed on stages, you know, like stuff like that, man, that's, that is the stuff mm-hmm. of sagas. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you could, you could <laughs> position it in that way. And, and it's be, you know, kids would be just like, tell me the, tell me the one about, you know, Richard, the gutless, whatever you know the man who lost his head two feet of his intestine like tell me that story again right but uh 
I don't yeah. know, man. It, it, it's like stuff like that that is is inspirational, and it's uh, it's it's stuff that I think people can take their own experiences, however big or small, and be like, wow, this guy who I don't necessarily know very well uh, told this amazing tale of endurance and of rebirth and of you know meeting the the challenges, the the, the, the frightening reality of, of possibilities of, of death and, and all that and then turned it around to become something to fuel his life right mm-hmm. i think that's pretty epic yeah i, I mean, mean i really I, do i may be 43 years old but um i'm uh not a, i'm not a day over 90 then no nah. don't look at day over 90 <laughs> <laughs> nah. you must be, be just for men because you have way less gray hair than i do um, I, I tell you what, um, in my last job, uh, someone actually asked me that and I gave a real sick and disgusting answer. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's safe for this podcast, but you're probably, um, you probably, you have, you have a healthy diet. Uh, well, I mean, uh, you can also use a lot of lotion, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was yeah, like yeah. five times a day five times a day that's so, it so gotta bump up the that, numbers right that's a, that's that's, that, that's a modest amount for for a man of 43 you know there's I'm only so many good. hours and there's only so many hours in a day when you're not you know shopping for life insurance and um taking, <laughs> taking power naps take, right? take a power power nap and get up and get going again yeah you know you got to take that. You got to, you got to, you got to pull off to the side of the road every 20 minutes for a bathroom break. You know, <laughs> as Bob Ross used to say, whenever you pound his paintbrush to, uh, to the easel, uh, he would say, just got to bang it out, bang it out, <laughs> bang it out, man. If, hey, if Bob Ross said it, man, then that, that, those are words to live by baby. That that's a mantra that I'll get behind, you know, I'm going yeah. to shoot my happy little accidents all over the place and just bang it out. You know <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh dude well that's that's great man i i'm i'm, I'm so glad that we got a chance to you know because i've talked with you obviously about this since then and, and we've had our own little one-on-one or or group conversations about the whole thing but uh i i, I want to thank you very much for for being willing to talk about this and revisit it and and be candid enough to yeah. basically just a wide audience of people to tell yeah, and, real, uh, abroad and, and, and share that with with people i think i think it's gonna resonate with a lot of folks i really do yeah um you know i i used to be very timid about talking about personal things about religion and things like that and um i'm not scared to talk about it at all anymore um I uh, don't care uh, how people see me uh, when I talk about those things. Uh, I used to, um, but, you know, you only live once. <laughs> For sure. And I, uh, I, uh, I I mentioned this too uh, before you came on here that, you know, you're no stranger to the podcast, of course. You know, we've been friends now for a long time and, and our brother, so... Um, yeah. For 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 people that are wanting to know a little bit more about Richard and his background, in the description and in the show notes, 
uh, I'm going to link the the last podcast episode that you were on here with me. And I'm also going to link the very first video that you uh, came onto the channel, the YouTube channel. We sat okay. in this very space. We had this backdrop behind us. We, we talked about things. It was almost like a little interview sort of thing. That's going to be uh, linked and annotated and all that here. And so for people that want to know a little bit more about, you know, Richard and our history, um, to, as, as much as it's revealed in those in that content, definitely check out the description, check out the show notes and bring yourselves up to speed because yeah, yeah. Um, from 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 where you and I first met each other, like the, the channels and all that, where we first met each other, uh, and to where we are now, uh, uh, like couldn't have called it. Like I would never have thought that this is where we would be in right. our friendship when we first met. You know, it was, it was the music, and that's the crazy thing. Like so many of my yeah. my friends and and people who have become brother to me, it, it all started with the music scene. That, mm-hmm. that was that that was the common ground that was the thing that started a acquaintance relationship yeah. which blossomed into friendship which then grew into not everybody by no means not not everybody but the ones that have become brother and, and family to me it's where it started yeah that that, that, that music scene that music circle and, and, and the, the ability to i don't know weave words through song and and, and tell tales um yeah and it's powerful, uh, it's powerful magic my man like it really is you think about yeah. it yeah it is and um casting spells through sound like it's wild so you know if anyone who's interested um uh, feel free uh to go check out my new band um rattle trap uh with two p's um you can we'll find annotate that down there too yeah but you guys have got you got some shows some coming up too, don't you? Oh yeah, we got a bunch coming up. We got uh August sixth. We're playing at uh Bring It Back Games in Shelbyville and then Shovel. Uh, you you're, you're playing in the shovel? Mm-hmm. Shovel, as they say. If you shovel. if you're from if you're from there, you just drop all next to the letters <laughs> and you just, just shovel. Shovel. <laughs> and uh then August um no, I'm sorry. September 10th, we got another. We have another show. It's going to be our EP released uh, party. Uh, it's going to be in Franklin at uh, the Whiskey Room, and um, and then we got some other shows coming up after that in September and, and October. Um, so if you want to follow follow us, um, the click year. on the link and like our page and like our stuff and yes. all that all that good yeah. stuff <laughs> yeah and there i know there's a lot of people that uh that listen and watch to to this stuff that are in the respective middle tennessee areas right so you guys if you want to meet this man in person shake his hand buy him a a water or a beer he still drink don't you right yeah, i still drink, drink. Beer. Um, I still drink. Yeah. yeah yeah buy this man a beer man for hell's for yeah. fuck's sake man he almost died buy him a yeah. beer right buy me a Not beer <laughs> So yeah, all this yeah, stuff's going to be, uh, you know, annotated and stuff in the description show notes area. You guys check it out. Um, Rattle Trap, um, the videos that in, in podcast episodes that uh, Richard's been on uh, with me here. And uh, yeah, I think that just about wraps it up. Is there any, anything else that you wanted to add before we uh, tie this one off? You can hang out uh, afterwards. I'll, I'll write right. you for a bit after um, the podcast, but 
Anything else? Um, that's it. You know, um, uh, we're all in, we're, we all live together. We're all under the same world, same roof. Uh, so every, everybody just needs to respect each other and love each other. Um, that's the best way to be. And uh, remember, as always, everything that I've always said, everything you put out in the universe, you'll get in response, whether in good karma or bad karma. Um, that is a tenant that I always live by. Um, I highly suggest you live by it, too. Yeah, man. You get what you get. Yeah. You know? yeah. Absolutely. Isn't that well, a thanks. song? <laughs> uh, you, get- you get what you get. <laughs> You can't always get what you want. What you, yeah. No, wait, yeah. that's a, no, that's a different one. That's a different song. That's the wrong song. But, but if yeah, you try sure, sometime. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Get what you need. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah. you get appendicitis and then <laughs> you come back and you know tear shit up on stage at exit in. And that's the that's the actual lyrics to the song too, by the way. I know yeah, I wrote, yeah. I wrote them. Tore it up uh, and exit in. <laughs> I wrote those lyrics with uh with John Lennon and the boys from uh from from the Rolling Stones, you know. Yeah. John Lennon. You know those guys. And, they wore like Mick, Hawaiian t-shirts and they and they played surf rock, you know. Those guys. And uh Mick Yeager. Mick Yeager, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They 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 named a uh they named a, after a, the drink. Submar- they named the submarine <laughs> after him, I think. Yeah. Maybe. I think they named a liquor after that. Could that be liquor. right? Or liquor. Damn near killed her. all right well ladies and gentlemen boys and girls pets and 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 non-binary folks of all ages and and shapes and sizes and whatever um it's been real it's been real fun thank you richard for being my guest and my friend and my brother as always here uh so for everybody that's uh you know tuning in and watching check the description for all the stuff that we already talked about and until the next episode may the gods continue to notice you and may your ancestors smile upon you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.